Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. How's everybody out there in podcast land doing? Doing okay, doing okay. Uh. All righty then. All right, all right. All right, all right. (laughs) Well... We are continuing our discussion on behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. This Married life. Behind the scenes. Yes. Yes. So we both said yes. Last week we talked about uh, you just don't know what goes on behind closed doors in a marriage, uh, in a husband and wife's household. You see the pictures and the postings on social media mm-hmm. and you see them out in public and you're like, oh, wow. <clears throat> They just, everything must be fantastic, hunky-dory. Do people say that anymore, hunky-dory? I don't know, but maybe sometimes it's not hunky. And sometimes Sometimes it's it's not not dory. dory. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you never know, you never know. So we're going to talk a little bit more about behind the scenes, uh, what goes on in married life. Yeah, I I am just amazed when I see pictures, I have nothing against anyone posting pictures of their husband, wives on vacation. I have nothing against that. I just want everybody to be aware that's just a snapshot of time. Mm, right. That's all that is. How long that, that click takes, like yes. a second. <laughs> that's all that is. Yes. Because so, we've done it. We've, we've posted pictures. Yeah. Absolutely. And we posted some pretty good looking pictures. We posted some pretty good looking pictures, but like I said last week, when we're having an intimate conversation, we don't say, hold up, wait, let's record this or let's snap this so people could see what really takes place um, a good majority of the time uh, in communication, having Mm -hmm. discussions, some of them intimate, some of them, um, some of it passionate. Yeah. And and I think um, the pictures you posted last week of us. I think it was five pictures on Instagram. Five out of 13. Five, yeah, there was actually 13 pictures. We didn't, Renee didn't post the entire um, collage that our son took <laughs> prior to, you know, us posting one picture, but it was, it's pretty hilarious that you don't know what goes on. And we just give the impression, meaning married folks, we give the impression that everything's hunky dory and either single people or other married couples will say, I want my marriage. Ooh, why can't we be like them? And mm. you just don't know. Just don't know. Just don't know. And the question is, some of that stuff, do you need to know what goes on behind the scenes? Are you asking me? I'm just asking. I that I'm rhetorical. just that's it's rhetorical. Oh, okay. Um, some stuff is none of your business. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's keep it real. You don't need to know what the the specific sort of details mm-hmm. of what goes on behind the scenes, yeah. but you do need to know that it's more than the glamorous pictures or the smiley face pictures or the happy vacation pictures that happen. Yeah. That's something that people do need to know. And that's why we have this podcast because we want to keep it real and we want to keep it raw. <laughs> <laughs> right. We want to let you know what really happens oh, in marriage so that you could prepare yourself. We don't want to set you up for failure, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. You want to make sure that you are prepared. Mm-hmm. You're not ill-prepared, but you are well-prepared to take on this ministry of marriage. Because yeah. there's nothing new under the sun. 
I mean, it, marriage has been along, been around since Adam and Eve, as long as there's been people and God ordained marriage. So the enemy doesn't have any new tricks. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's, it's uh, I'd say, imperative um, for those of you who are thinking of going into the ministry of marriage that you gain as much information, knowledge and wisdom as you can. So when you get, you know, finally do say I do, you won't be surprised with what you said I do, too. Yes, exactly. Now, believe it or not, you're going to have some surprises. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you don't want to be surprised at the fact that you have challenges or difficulties and mm-hmm. you'll say, oh, I didn't know that this happens in marriage. We want you to be prepared that there are things that happen in marriage. Mm-hmm. But then there are some unexpected things that are surprises. And if you've had conversations about just about any and everything that you could possibly think of, then you should be better prepared yeah. to to handle it. At least you may not have had a conversation about whatever the specific issue is, but at least you've had a general conversation about how do you feel about certain things and mm-hmm. how would you react to certain areas and what would you say? Things like that. You there's no way you can have talk about everything under the sun because you haven't experienced everything under the sun. And I know and you some said things that. you don't want to experience. Yeah, some things you don't want to experience, so you don't want to talk about, you know, in advance. And um, I know you you've talked about that on uh, multiple occasions that you there's no way you could talk about everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's impossible. Yeah. But just do the best you can, so you get a feel for that person, right. and it's good. I think it's good that y'all have, uh, again, I guess we're referencing um, singles singles right now. Mm -hmm. I think it's good that you have disagreements and that, you know, how do you, how do each of you respond to disagreements Mm -hmm. and, you know, or disappointments or things like that? I think that's um, just because you have a disagreement or it seems like you're going through a season of disagreements. I'm not going to say don't get married. I'm not telling you to get married. I am not your pastor. Let me just put that. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's not a bad thing to disagree. Because, I would be concerned if they don't. Yeah. If you're dating someone for any length of time and mm-hmm. you don't have a disagreement at all and you never see that person upset or angry. Somebody's so. not showing themselves to be true. Yeah. We want your mm-hmm. true colors. I'm shining just saying. Through. I'm saying. Yes. Got to keep it real and keep it raw. Take yes. the mask off. Even yes. the audience agreed with us yes. on that one. <laughs> and look, because what you see in the behind the smile isn't necessarily what you get. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with marriage. Just be, what you see on the outside of a marriage, you see the couple dressed up out to dinner at church, uh, out on a date, out for a walk. And you see, a, um, like you said, a snapshot. You're like, oh, wow, that looks so beautiful. I want, I want my marriage like theirs. Be careful what you ask for and be careful what you pray for. Mm-hmm. Because even if their marriage, the marriage you're looking at, and you're saying you want your marriage like theirs, it is a healthy, thriving, happy marriage mm-hmm. at that time. You don't know the story that took for them to get there. You don't know the pain. You don't know the struggles. You don't know the heartache. You don't know the late night talks, the fights. There are some stuff that couples go through you may not want to go through. (laughs) You may not want to go through it. 
You may not need to go through it. Absolutely. It's, and you may not be equipped to go through it. Yes. And I, and I, and the scripture forsakes me, forsakes me. The scripture, script, the scripture escapes uh, my escapes mind you. exactly <laughs> where it is when it talks about run your race before you. I know it's in the New Testament. I know, I think Paul wrote it, but he's like, you got to run your race, run your course. And so, it, you know, when you are married, you definitely want to not worry about what the Joneses are doing or um, anybody else or the other couple is doing. You just want to focus on what are we doing and what can I do to make my marriage better? I think that's an imperative because, as you said, it takes it takes work. And we've been saying that for since we started the podcast. Yeah, because you know, everybody's journey is different. Yeah. Everybody's life is different. Everybody's upbringing, everybody's exposure. So it would be difficult for you to try and mimic someone else's relationship mm-hmm. when y'all are two different people from two different backgrounds. So it takes work, but you have to put in your work. You can't do the work that somebody else did. Um, and it also takes time. Mm-hmm. We talk about all the time we've been married for how long? Long time. Long time. <laughs> we've, sorry. Been, we've been married for 33 so plus sorry. years. Long time. Long time. And honestly, the time that it took us to get to where we are today and still growing, mm-hmm. um, I would say it's been about nine to 10 years where we just now starting to get our rhythm just now starting to get, and we're still learning Yeah, because as we are getting older and our likes and dislikes are changing, we're changing. We're having to readjust to each other. We're having to communicate in a different season of our lives. Um, The things that make us tick, don't tick, tick us off, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) Um, I think it's important that, you know, again, behind the scenes, we're still learning. We're still growing. Um, even today, yesterday, today, we had a conversation, you know, and something I said to you and he was like, it wasn't what you said. It was how you said it. And I, and I've said on this podcast, I've said to you privately, I have to watch my tone. It is, that's just, I'm not going to say it's me and that, you know, the old Doug would have been like, oh, that's just me. And that's just how I am. You know, you got to deal with it. But Mm -hmm. No, that, Can I that's, interject? Yeah. Somebody might, it might be okay with somebody else, but you're married to me. I'm sensitive. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're my wife. So whereas I could, like you said, if it, somebody listening to this and may be like, oh, I wish, you know, somebody, my husband would talk to me directly or bluntly or my wife, I wish she would. But mm-hmm. that's, that's, <laughs> this, this is my marriage um, and I, I got to do it the way it works for my marriage, how it works for you. Right. I'm laughing because I would have said that too. I wish he would, but like that, (laughs) I wish he would. (laughs) Don't come for me. (laughs) But it definitely takes uh, work. It takes time and it takes energy. Sometimes those conversations are exhaustive. Sometimes you have those conversations and it zaps your energy and it, Sometimes in your mind, you might be thinking, I don't feel like going down this road. We done talked about this before. I don't want to have this conversation. 
you're wearing me out or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it does take energy and it takes effort. You have to be willing to put in the energy, put in the effort, put in the time, put in the money. Let's talk about putting in the money. Let's talk about that because you have to invest in your marriage. What you mean by putting the money? Putting the money. Putting the money. Show little, me the money. Little, little plug for his story, her story, God's glory. Get the book. Oh. So that you can invest in your marriage. Oh. Buy uh, a DVD. Buy, uh, do they sell DVDs anymore? Um, Downloads. Invest in your marriage where you take a vacation when you can afford to take a vacation. Don't be such a workaholic that you don't enjoy the moments that you have mm-hmm. with your spouse because life isn't promised to everybody. Yeah. And while you're saving for that nest egg, and I commend you for doing that, while you're uh, putting away money, um, tomorrow's not promised. The future's not promised. Yes, save your money. Yes, put aside for your retirement. Great job. Wonderful. But also invest in today. Invest in the moments that you have right now. Take those vacations. Buy those, those marriage books. If you need to, pay for a marriage counselor. Go to counseling. Go to conferences when they open back up. And until they do, find one that's online. They have uh, a lot of virtual uh, virtual mm-hmm. type events that you can attend. You and your spouse together, husband and wife, wife and husband, invest in your marriage. You invest in your kids. You buy their football, basketball, baseball, soccer, cleats and bats and gloves and Cups and hats and everything that they need, the cheerleading outfit, the dance tutu, the uh, ballet shoes. Don't want to leave out the girls because we had all boys, so that's why I named mm-hmm. sports. Um, but you invest in your kids, wonderful. You should. I commend you for doing that as well. But invest in your marriage because guess what? When your kids grow up and move out, it's going to be the two of y'all looking at each other. And you're going to wind up saying, behind I don't the even scenes. know you. Right. I don't know you. Right. Who are you? Yeah, I don't know you. So get to know your spouse now. Talk about those things about what are you going to do when the kids are gone. Yeah. So when you were talking about investing in marriage, one of the things I, when you was going through your notes or your list, I should say, um, I was thinking that the, um, the five love languages, that's, that's an awesome resource to have. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we and, talked about that during yeah, communication. Yeah, we did. We did. And it, it always comes, everything comes back to communication. Um, that we can, if you know what your spouse likes and appreciates, then that's what you need to invest in. Again, this is all behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, it doesn't, no one outside the two of you would probably know what, you know, what you're doing or should know. And I know sometimes, you know, we want to be a blessing to other couples and let them know, Hey, you know, when it comes to marriage that you might want to try this, or you might want to be a a coach, coach couples or things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I know just sometimes you got to be careful with what you share and who you share it with or when you share it. And I know for us, you know, God has put us in this ministry. And even 
And even though we do the podcast, we did the book. Um, there are still certain things we have not shared. And no, absolutely. Because <laughs> like I said earlier, everything your isn't everything. Right. None of their business. None of your business. <laughs> Just mind Just your business. Just mind your business. That's all. <laughs> Just mind We've been married a long time. <laughs> so, um, but some things, you know, you just, you want to be mindful if you're going to um, go into this ministry. I don't know how we got in the subject, but go into this ministry. I know one of the things the, um, the whole just taught us, again, behind the scenes was before you publicize anything that happened in your marriage, you and your spouse need to be on the same page Ooh, that yeah. this is what we're going to talk about or this is what we're going to share. And um, a behind the scenes moment, we had a faux pas a couple of times in premarital class. Yeah. Where we didn't have that conversation and we were just talking and one of us was like, I know a couple of times you said to me, I didn't know you were going to share that. And I'm like, oh, my bad kind of thing. I, I'm sorry. So we had to have a conversation <laughs> about it. And again, it's it's not the end of the world. It's not, you know, when you're doing it in ministry, you know, you're doing it so God gets the glory. But you just want to be on the same page that, you know, if you're bringing somebody into your space and you're going to coach them or counsel them in marriage, you need to be, you and your spouse need to be in agreement on what you are going to share. Yes. And if you're not in agreement, then don't share it. That would be my my suggestion. Yeah, Y'all need to come to agreement on what happens in the house stays in the house and what's okay to share outside of the mm-hmm. house. Yeah. So I think for, um, when I was praying about what to, you know, talk about, and this is what the Lord gave me, and I know it'll be out there for somebody. I'm not sure what what's worse, because um, we've always talked about, or I've always talked about, um, having the auto policy. If you have, you know, Allstate, if you get in an accident, you're not going to call State Farm, you're not going to call Nationwide, Geico, any other um, insurance carrier. You're going to call Allstate. So. When it comes to marriage, uh, the couple that thinks they can get the blessing without the policy, without having to submit themselves and do all the um, prerequisites that God has ordained. Because I know I, I know I've had to go through a lot. I'm not saying some of it was self-inflicted, but I've, you know, gone through a lot to get to where I am. And so you're going to have to change. Don't think you can get the blessing without accepting the policy, you know, of Jesus Christ being your Lord and Savior and yielding to the Holy Spirit. So which is worse, the couple who thinks they can get the blessing without the policy or the couple that's saved and love the Lord, but they feel they have to live a defeated life when it comes to marriage. Mm-hmm. It's like you you have the policy, you believe that you believe God for every area, every other area of your life, your finances, your health, um, your children, you know, your future, whatever it may be. But when it comes to marriage, you just feel like this is it. It can't get any better. You know, I'm just stuck in this marriage, in this rut, and it's been years. And you, it doesn't have to be like that. Stuck. Nothing worse than feeling stuck. Feeling stuck. I mean, I'm just a little bit over the top <laughs> saying nothing worse. There's certainly some things worse. Hey, man, don't correct me. <laughs> but that's that's a horrible feeling to be in a marriage relationship and feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. But it, you, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I, didn't no, I was just going to say, you don't want to feel stuck. I, no, I'm, just, you, I'm just stuck on the word stuck. Yeah, but you, and, but you don't have, the enemy has tricked you into feeling that way. Like you can't come out of this. And if you look at other areas of your life, you've come out of other areas where you felt like you were in a rut, whether it was professionally, mm-hmm. socially, whatever it may be. But when it comes to marriage, and I and I was in that situation too. You just feel like it is what it is. And but that's that's just a lie from the enemy. And I want to challenge all my husbands out there specifically uh, to challenge them to, you know, take the lead. If your marriage isn't where you feel it should be, don't blame your wife. Don't blame anybody else. Just look in the mirror and say, what can I do to get my marriage to where I feel it should be? And it, it takes, you know, it takes some honesty. It takes stripping down your ego, your pride. And maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. I do not know. But I just feel like for husbands, we just need to step up and be like, my marriage isn't where it should be. You know, I'm going to take the lead and I'm going to do what I need to do. And God willing, my wife will follow. Yeah. I feel that strong about it. And I would admonish the women to, if you have been trying to take the lead, take a step back, get in your rightful place and submit under the headship of the man and be prayerful. If you don't feel like your husband is worthy to be followed at this moment. And again, remember it's just a season. You're going to have to pray by pray in faith and walk in faith Mm -hmm. that he is. You're going to have to continue to just trust God. Even when you can't trace him in that situation or in your marriage You're going to have to trust him. So I would admonish you to look in the mirror and say, Lord, am I trying to lead? Help me to take a step back. Help me to submit and just patiently wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. So we've, um, um, I want to talk to you all about the parable of the sweatpants. And my husband always comes up with these own parables. Things happen to him. (laughs) Yeah. Things happen to me. And I, I'm always asking God, how can I use this in, and on the podcast and ministry, whatever, I'm always asking because it, it's and it's amazing how God just keeps giving it to me. The parable of the sweatpants. <clears throat> so I was eating dinner again. This is all behind the scenes stuff. I wasn't at our kitchen table. I was sitting at, at a chair in our living room and on the chair had what you call those things. Where the food was at food tray, food tray. Food tray. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting in the living room on the food, had a food on the food tray. I wasn't in the dining room. I wasn't where I should have been to eat dinner. Mm, Selah. <laughs> I wasn't where I should have been. So I'm sitting in the living room, food on the food tray, and I spilled the dressing. I don't know. Is it called dressing? It's like a sauce. Sauce. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I spilled the sauce on my sweatpants. And because I was, at the time, I was so hungry or didn't care that I spilled it, I was like, oh, I'll just clean it up later. That was my thing. I'll just do it later. And so I finished my meal. And I was like, okay, let me clean up. I cleaned up. It got on the carpet. And I, let me clean it. And I realized it was on my sweatpants. I realized it was on the bottom of my sweatpants, the bottom of my leg. I said, okay, let me just throw these in the washing machine. Threw it in the washing machine. I washed them. But when I took them out the washing machine, the stain was still there. And not just... The stain I saw, which was on my leg, there was another stain on my lap 
which, you know, looked like I went to the bathroom on myself. So <laughs> the stain was in a bad spot. And these are my sweatpants. I only got one pair of sweatpants, really, that I that I like to wear around the house. And so, or outside. So I was like, man, this is messed up. I was like, I should have, what I should have done, and this is what the Lord gave me. And this is, hopefully this will help uh, marriages out there. What I should have done was when, the, when I made the mistake, I should have addressed it right then and there. Mm-hmm. Instead, you let it Instead, sit. Instead, I let it sit. And then it marinated and got worse. And then I couldn't get the stain out. It was soaked in. It was, yeah, it was soaked in. And so <laughs> if I would have addressed it right then and there, took the sweatpants off, pre-soaked them. Um, that's what you call it, right? When you put the stuff on it, pre-soak, pre-soak it, it, scrub mm-hmm. it. Yeah, if I would have pre-soaked it, threw it in the washing machine, it would have been okay. I believe the sweatpants would have been okay. But because... I did not address it right then and there. I let it wait. I let it fester. I let it sit. Now, even though I washed the sweatpants, the stain is still, the stains, excuse me, plural, are still there. Mm -hmm. So how does that factor in the marriage? Don't let things fester. When things come up, deal with them accordingly. Address them accordingly. You know, you don't have to, and again, I'm talking to all the, People who are harsh out there like I am. You don't have to be harsh in your response, but you can address it. Say, this is what happened. You know, you may have said, you know, hon, I didn't like when you said this or I didn't like when you did that. But there are certain things you need to address right then and there, because if you don't, it's just going to make things worse. Yes. And as marriages, you know, some people may because they didn't address things when it happened. Now they're going to throw away the marriage. And this is what, you know, I've, unfortunately, I'm probably going to have to do with the sweatpants because I can't wear them out in public because it looks like I went to the bathroom on myself. And so you don't want your marriage to become like that. Again, this is the parable of sweatpants. You don't want your marriage to become like that. Just address it. Wash it with the word. Again, Lord, that just came straight from heaven. Wash it with the word. And let the Lord do the rest. Now, there may be some things, some stains that don't come out of your marriage and some stains you have to show. And those stains for another another word for stains can be scars. And that's where you show other people your scars in your marriage so that they understand you went through things, but yet you still made it. Mm-hmm. Okay, your war, yeah, war wounds. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be ashamed of your scars. Don't be ashamed of your stains. But. Don't throw away your marriage because you did not address something when you should have addressed it. And now it's hard to address it or it's hard to get those roots up because, you know, you didn't address it. Yeah, they've been there so long. Mm -hmm. I do know this. um, The more water you put put on something, the easier it is to pull up a weed. The more water you put on the weed, the easier it is to dig it up. Yes. Yes. I do know that. So the more words you put on something and because word is water and the more time and prayer, energy and fasting that you put on something, it'll be easier to pull up that weed and you won't have to deal with it anymore. But that's the parable of the sweatpants. Parable of the sweatpants. And as you was talking about the word, this just dropped in my spirit. When you're putting the word on it, uh, do it in faith. Mm-hmm. We we get what our faith expects. If you expect a thriving, healthy marriage 
in due season, that's exactly what you will get. But you have to believe that you receive when you pray and when you confess the word and when you uh, say God's promises and remind him of his promises in your prayer time, then you're going to get what your faith expects. Yes. And so I admonish you all uh, to expect a blessed marriage, a prosperous marriage, a thriving marriage, a successful marriage, a good communication marriage, mm-hmm. a peaceful marriage, and an in-order marriage, uh, the order that God designed, the husband taking the lead, the woman being submissive. Pray it, believe it, and you shall receive it. Yeah. And so um, the last thing I have is um, in Isaiah 51 and 2 in the King James Version. It says, look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bear you, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. So for those um, out there who are visionaries and have a vision, I think it's important that you understand God gave you the vision. And God may have called you. And sometimes he'll he'll confirm with your spouse that this is what you're supposed to do. But sometimes it's, you know, God just called you and your spouse is going to have to believe the God in you that this is what God called you to do. Um, again, I'm, I want to be real clear on this and very um, as clear as I can be. I'm not your pastor. I'm not telling you to go take all the money out your bank account to start a business. I'm not telling you to pick up and move to another city or another country. That is not what I'm telling you to do, but I am saying there are going to be moments and times in in your marriage where God speaks to one person and not the other. And it's up to the other person to just believe, okay, if God, you really told them to do this, then this is what, you know, you called them to do or her to do. And I'm going to support and whatever I can do, because there have been times where we've been in that situation where one of us may have had a vision for something. The other one wasn't didn't know about it or not going to say didn't know about it. Or, you know, God didn't tell us the other person is like, OK, I just believe God that this is what you're supposed to do. And in a moment of <clears throat> transparency and behind the scenes, uh, when Doug said the Lord told him to start this podcast back in February, March. We started in April, um, but I think it was a month or two ahead of that when Doug told me that I was thinking, the Lord didn't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are, I think, podcast number 29, 30. 30. Uh, podcast number 30. And so although I wasn't um, on board initially, I didn't see the vision. I still supported him. I was here for every podcast mm-hmm. and participated and studied and we've learned and grown even in this in how we wanted to approach our preparation time. Yeah. And so that's a moment of, you know, me being transparent and a moment of not being submissive where I was like, um, yeah, no, God didn't tell you that dear. Um, Thank you. Thank you. The audience was just wanting to give you applause. Uh, uh, And then behind the scenes, God will give you a word for your marriage and it's for your marriage. It's not for, for you to say, well, so-and-so is not doing it like Mm -hmm. that. Or I don't see that couple having to go through that Mm -hmm. or do that. 
Because again, behind the scenes, that's your marriage. That's your ministry. It's unique. And it's not like everybody else's. Do, should you look at somebody who is happy and, and well, appears to be, or appears to be. they, they <laughs> have, um, they do certain things like you used, you always say about Bishop Owens. I don't say nothing Serena- about Bishop. Serena- <laughs> our pastor say serenading <laughs> his wife. You better stop. You know, put, leave me out there. Um, <laughs> You going to say what you what I always say about when he serenades his wife. I said I wanted our marriage to be like theirs. Okay. I said that to myself. Yes. So he admired the fact that they had the type of relationship. Yeah. So you it's nothing wrong with admiring someone who you could genuinely see has a thriving relationship. Mm-hmm. Not saying they don't have tra- challenges. Every marriage does not saying they have don't have difficulties, passionate conversations, intimate conversations, but um, it's okay to say, oh, I like the fact that I would love someday for me and my spouse to get to the point where we can do something like that. Yes. Not that, not what they do. Um, Yeah. Can I say something real quick? No. Okay. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. You asked. Because <laughs> um, sometimes people come up to us and they've asked, people have come up to us and asked us, um, what's the secret? Like, we got the secret, secret sauce. Mm. Like, we like Coke or Pepsi or something like that. We got the secret. Well, I know secret. And whatever, what works for us may not work for you in your marriage. Exactly. And so that's why I'm. When we wrote the book, I one of the reasons we wrote the book, our book, um, His Story, Her Story. God's Glory. Is because the way we wrote it is because we wanted you to just see real life events or read real life events and how we've overcome them. You know, those different seasons in our life. There, there's no secret. There's the, no secret. It's all in the Bible. But there's a tip that we usually give couples. And when you brought that up, it came to mind, and I'd like to leave them with this tip. When you are having those disagreements and those passionate discussions, sometimes it's just better to be happy than to be right. You do not have to be right all the time. You right, but everybody walking around the house mad. So now you you right, but y'all not speaking. You right, but y'all not making love. You right, but you're not getting dinner. You right, but everybody's upset. It doesn't matter if you right. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Thank you for joining our podcast. Remember, behind the scenes, be blessed. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. 
Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.